Possum Podcast. Toot toot. Welcome to the Big Howl and Possum Podcast. We hope you all are enjoying this spooky season out there. What an exciting time. The few weeks before Halloween. A time when bones fly off the shelf at Target. A time when all the Shudder subscriptions are suddenly awakened from their neglected slumber. A time for us, the living, to pretend we're not terrified of death by dipping our healthy little toes in the murky pool of the macabre. Yeah, we hope you're having fun capering about in your safe little corners, weekend dream warriors that you are. But tonight, we'd like to interrupt your creepy frittering to honor the true heroes of the spooky season, the ones who make it possible for you to enjoy Halloween from a safe distance, the Ghostbusters. That's right, Mr. Possum. Most people only think about Ghostbusters in October, when they have a slimy green ghost who's uh, stealing all their uh, hot dogs or rummaging around in the hotel garbage. But we at the Big Howl and Possum podcast think about ghostbusting all the time. We think about ghostbusting year-round. Because, as it happens, Mr. Possum and I are Ghostbusters. That's right. Your pals right around the corner are fully licensed busters of ghosts. We're real busters. Of ghosts. We're not busters, Mr. Possum. We're busters of ghosts. Right, I shouldn't say that. Please don't call us busters. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now, Hollywood only shows you one side of the ghost-busting job, which is the busting itself. Now, we understand that. It's definitely the sexiest part of the whole job. I mean, who wouldn't want to shoot demons with lasers? But what's not talked about very much is the care of the undead prisoners once they're safely housed in the containment system, as it were. Yeah, everybody knows the phrase, bustin' makes you feel good. But you probably haven't heard the saying that goes, working at the ghost jail makes you feel good, because it doesn't. It's a terrible job. And these spirits are nasty outlaws. The only thing they hate more than being imprisoned is us, the jailers, ourselves. Yep, it's a tough occupation made possible by your begrudging tax dollars. And it can be a real thankless job. Which is why tonight on the Big Allen Possum Radio Wire, a couple of real Ghostbusters are going to thank themselves for their service. We are going to give you a little tour of the ghost jail and tell you some harrowing stories about these creepy captives. We hope that by the end of the hour, you're a little more appreciative of the work that we, Mr. Possum and I, the Ghostbusters, do. And heck, maybe it'll scare you straight. Visit to this ghost jail. So when you die, you don't become a problem ghost. We gotta bust. That'd be great. That would be great. So when we come back, we'll start uh, taking you on a tour of our ghost jail. Um, 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 uh, um, 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 Tonight, a couple of real Ghostbusters are going to show you around the ghost jail. Big Al, what kind of creepy creep are you going to show us first? All right, the first fella I want to introduce you all to is a ghost that we refer to simply as Slim. 
fella named Slim. We don't know much about Slim before he kicked it. We don't know how he died or what his deal was. But he's a very, very interesting ghost, as you at home can see, or can't see, as this is a podcast, or rather can't, can't see, as you actually can't even see Slim if you were here. So due to the limitations of the audio medium, you cannot see that you cannot see Slim. Does that make sense, Mr. Possum? Yeah. He's actually too thin to see. Right. And you know when when you're watching like a cartoon or whatever and a guy is absurdly cartoonishly thin, like he got flattened or whatever, usually uh, they got one thin angle where you can't see him, and then they turn to the side and they got one wide angle where they're spread out like a piece of paper, right? Oh, yeah. Love it. Classic. Well, our Slim is thin by every conceivable angle, meaning that he has the dimensions of a six-foot-long acupuncture pin. Wow. And he's a ghost. So he's just like this razor-thin wisp of smoke. He's very hard to see. He's very good at getting in and out of places for obvious reasons. In fact, I'm not 100% sure that he's even in there right now. But I don't want to open the dang cell up because whoosh, there he goes. He's gone. Right. You know? And that's paperwork you got to do. For sure. That's paper-thin work. You know? <laughs> toot toot. Toot toot. Now, I'd like to take a look at this feller. He sounds like an interesting specimen. Now, yep. what if we squished him, kind of squished his face so we could take a good look at him? Yeah, that would be an option. Sort of squish him uh, between two microscope slides so you can actually make out a face and his facial features. Mm-hmm. The problem there, Mr. Possum, is that Slim is very ugly. Really, really bad looking guy. Awful face. Oh, really? Terrible stuff to see. And, you know, we got school groups come through here. And a guy as ugly as Slim is just not something you want to subject developing minds to. Oh, whoa! Hear that? I did. That's Slim. He's angry. See, that's how I check if he's still, uh, if he's still in there. Oh, look, you got him all riled up. I did, I did. I just kind of insult him for a little while. His skin is about as thin as he is, you know? Oh, toot toot. I love that. Now, I gotta wonder, what's he in for? What'd he do? Slim is in for possession. Oh, he was holding? No, 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 not possession of, uh, of any kind of contraband. Possession of a person. Like, he, uh, he will possess you at the drop of a hat. Now, normally to get possessed by a ghost, you gotta jump through all these kind of hoops and stuff. But with Slim, it's as easy as just taking a deep breath or yawning. Because he's so thin, you can, a- you can literally accidentally snort Slim up your nose without even trying to. Oh. Oh, my goodness. And the thing is, when Slim possesses you... There's nothing he loves more than dancing. Slim could dance all night long, and Slim will Dougie you to death. So that's a real problem. Well, you best keep locked up in that airtight container, because I just do not want to Dougie to death. Yeah. Well, and then we'd have to Dougie you a grave. Oh, you're a real treasure. (laughs) Toot toot. Mr. Possum, who is the first ghost prisoner you'd like to introduce our listeners to? Well, I like to show people a real nasty one to start them out. Uh-huh. This one's, his name's Robbie, and he's sopping wet with slime. Look at him dripping. Ew. Now, not every ghost in here was a human being. Some of them was just kind of floating morons. You know, we don't know where they came from. We just shot them with lasers. Yeah. But Robbie, he was a famous bank robber back in the 30s. Wow, a bank robber named Robbie. That's kind of interesting, right? Well, that ain't his name. I mean, his his name is Jack Snakes. He was a living being at one point. His name was Jack Snakes. Okay, but you call him Robbie. Man. Yeah, because he's robbing stuff. Oh. Yeah. You don't call him Jack? No. What, is he Jack stuff? No, he robs stuff. He's Robbie. He's too Robbie. I see. I see. 
I mean, if he had snakes for hands or something, I'd call them snakes, obviously. Sure. You know? I'm not a fool. Right. Uh, I mean, what about, uh, so he's real slimy. His name's Jack. We could call him Gak. Call him Gak Snakes, because he's slimy. All right, now we're, we're getting somewhere. Well, how, how about this? How about we call him Robbie Gak? Robbie Gak. Robbie Gak. Right. I wonder if he likes that. Ooh, I'm looking at him, and he does not seem to like that. He does not like being called Robbie Gak. No, he's putting out more slime. You've upset him. That's fine. I don't care if you upset my prisoners. These guys are in here doing hard time. Hard time. You best believe Robbie's going to mop up that slime, ain't you? <laughs> now, look, there's a misconception that a lot of people think that if you're just a ghost, you get thrown in ghost jail. You get busted by the Ghostbusters, and you get thrown in jail. That's not true. You can behave yourself and be a good ghost. You know, you can be one of them baseball ghosts from Field of Dreams or something. They didn't bother nobody. Yeah. But Robbie, he couldn't get enough of that Robin. So he, he would show up to banks and... Boy, was it easy to get past all the security and get through the doors and get through the vault because he was yeah. just made of nothing but slime. And he'd get back in there and just be just surrounded by all that cold, hard cash. And when he gets his slimy hands on it, he ruined it. He ruined a bunch of money. Wow. And the bank naturally was upset, and they, they called me to come bust him. Yeah. Now, when money is stolen, like by a bank robber or a train robber, that's money that's just uh, changed hands. But when money is ruined, it's like it's been stolen from all of us, you know? Right. That money has been taken out of circulation. It's lowered the amount of money that any of us could get. And that, I, I think, is a, is a great crime. Absolutely heinous. It's like he killed the money. I mean, somewhere, that money has turned into a ghost. There's a ghost of that money somewhere. Ghost yeah, of yeah. the money, pal. Yeah. And it's just... It's upsetting to look at it. Can you imagine finding a, a pile of ghost money and you can't have none of it? You dive into it and expecting that money to envelop you and the money's great warmth and instead it's just a, a cold wisp that dissipates as you hit the hard concrete floor. Ooh, yeah. Yes, I have tried to dive into a pile of ghost money before. It's very disappointing. Well, we're showing you around the ghost jail tonight. Big Al, what's the next prisoner you're going to introduce us to? All right, in this cell over here, we got Gluggo. 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 Gluggo's sort of amorphous blob. You can see, uh, well, possum, you can see it. Listeners at home, again, sorry. A lot of cool stuff in here. Sorry that you have to hear this instead of see it. But uh, Gluggo is sort of an amorphous blob with uh, eyes and a mouth. The kind of ghost you'll see sometimes just rummaging through some garbage or half-eaten food. But Gluggo has a specialty. Gluggo likes soda. Ooh. Gluggo is a soda ghost. Specifically, Gluggo likes soda fountains because Gluggo likes to drink the syrup without the carbonation. He likes to bypass, you know, the carbonation tube and just slurp up that syrup, just the sugar goop. Ooh, and yeah. as you can imagine, this causes a real problem for the rest of the patrons at whatever restaurant Gluggo finds himself in. Because now they're just drinking watered-down soda, and that's no good. Oh, no. Now, Gluggo is one of our most unruly prisoners also, because he's a dedicated Pepsi drinker, and this is, of course, a Coca-Cola ghost jail. Mm -hmm. All the machines here are Coke. We got an exclusive contract with Coca-Cola. His ghost lawyer is always trying to get him transferred, and I'm like, hey, 
Good luck finding a Pepsi ghost jail, you know? Oh, yeah. Those are rare. So when he's good, I bring him a Pepsi, and I boil it down for him in the break room kitchen. It's gonna bite us in the rear end one of these days, these Coca-Cola-branded containment system. Yeah. Because I think somebody's gonna come up and try to get themselves a Coke, and they're gonna free a bunch of angry ghosts. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They should not have combined the Coca-Cola freestyle machine with the controls for the containment fields of the ghost cells. I do think it's bad that you could accidentally be trying to get yourself a vanilla Coke Zero, and you could open up all of cell block C. Oh, yeah. Mr. Possum, you got a ghost prisoner that you have ghost busted that you would like to introduce us to? Yeah, I busted a famous. I, I, gotta, I gotta show you the famous ones. Everybody wants to see the ones who got a name to them, so right. let's get this one over with. I got Colonel Sanders here, Big Al. Oh, wow. That's a big name, mm-hmm. especially around here. Oh, yeah, big name, big name. We got a call one night. People was all upset saying, chicken buckets are floating in my kitchen. Got some KFC buckets and they're floating around. Huh. You better get over here. So I go over there. You know, I pull up in the car. And sure enough, them chicken buckets is floating around. And I had to shoot old Colonel Sanders with my laser gun and get him in my little car. Now you're saying Colonel Sanders was specifically making KFC buckets float around. Mm-hmm. See, that's interesting to me. It's odd. That's, that's very interesting to me because I would think that Colonel Sanders would target non-KFC chicken if he was doing something intentionally to scare people, freak people out. He'd say, oh, you want to try some Popeyes? <laughs> you want to try some Lee's Famous Recipe? Well, guess what? Now it's floating around. Now your Chick-fil-A uh, nuggies are, are playing hopscotch on the table in front of you. Aren't you scared? That'll never happen to you at KFC. Wouldn't you want to? That's that's the strategy I would take. You know, no, that makes a him. lot of sense. I think that if he was actively, you know, still trying to make money on his chicken, I think that that's what he would do. I think he would try to sabotage the other chicken ears, if you will. Yeah. But I, I think what's going on is that he's just thrilled. He don't know what year it is. You know, he's just thrilled that his face is on a bucket. And he's like, look at this. And he's just kind of playing with them. Like, can you, oh, look what they did there. I like that. And he's just kind of oh, looking okay. at the buckets. And, so you but, think it's not a malicious thing? There. No, I don't think he meant nothing. But uh, there's a part of me that wonders if, you know, you're in there making chicken buckets float and people are screaming. You can't play innocent no more. You can't just say, well, I was just looking at it. No. It was floating about. I think he was trying to bug them people. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that he just wanted some attention. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's the problem with the ghost. Once they want attention, once they aren't just letting people live normal lives, that's when we got to bust them up. That's when we got to throw them in the ghost jail. That's how you get busted. Yep. yep. You start wanting that all that attention. Next thing you know, oh, my skin, my ghost skin hurts. Is that laser fire? Oh, my God, I'm getting in a trap. That's right. You should have stuck to yourself. Get in my trap. But the thing is, if you're going to be a ghost, just try to put yourself in the shoes of other people. Well, no, don't put yourself in the shoes of other people. We will bust you for that as well. Yeah, don't be hiding in people's shoes. That's unnerving, too. Do not put on people's shoes, walk around. That's a bustable offense.
What a treat for you. We're showing you around the Ghostbusters jail. Who you got next for us, Big Al? Well, Mr. Possum brought up uh, Colonel Sanders. Uh, that's a famous guy. I've got kind of an infamous guy in life and in death. And unfortunately, it's a guy I'm closely related to oh. uh, in this next cell over here. This is uh, this is Grandpa Dottie right here. There he is. <laughs> Look at him. He looks just like you. Yeah, he looks a lot like me. He's got that cool urban cowboy look going on, but uh, he's a little more grizzled, obviously, and uh, he's got the opacity down to like 60% there. Yeah, yeah, I can see right through him. Now, what's his ghoul in for? Well, he's just a bit of a menace. Kind of an ongoing legal constitutional concern here in the U.S. is that uh, we, as Ghostbusters, will lock up ghosts for really any kind of trouble they cause, the living. And there are some marginal cases out there where it seems, you know, not quite fair, where a ghost is just trying to live out its afterlife, but it keeps accidentally spooking the mayor's mother or whatever. Is, that, is he one of those cases? No, Grandpa Dottie is not a marginal case. This guy is a nuisance. This guy oh. is a pain in the rear. He's always interrupting people. He's always got something to say, you know. He's always got an opinion on everything. He talks over the TV. He complains all the time. And on top of that, Mr. Possum, he's a hustler. He's always trying to scam people down at the billiard hall. And he's not good enough at it to keep a low profile. Hmm. That's basically you. He sounds a lot like you. No, he's, he's not like me. I'm, I'm cool, and he's annoying. Well, you're always interrupting people, and you talk over the TV, and heck, you've been kicked out of that billiard hall. For trying to hustle people. I don't know. It sounds like you're doing exactly what he does. Okay, all right, but there's no law against any of that stuff, right? I guess if you're alive, you can do that stuff. But he's a ghost, so it's annoying. Right, yeah. Well, i tell you what. You might as well go ahead and call dibs on the top bunk in there, because I think that when you die, you're going to end up right in here for the same crimes as old Grandpa Dottie. You know, that's interesting, Mr. Possum. You really got me thinking here. Like, maybe I'm part of a system that's ultimately going to be my own downfall yeah probably but i mean it's like think of it this way if you was riding a crocodile to work eventually that crocodile's gonna eat you but would you regret the days that you showed up to work on a crocodile no i suppose i wouldn't that's right mr possum i think there's somebody uh, over there uh, in that cell that you'd like to introduce our listeners to now most of the ghosts that i've locked up have deserved it yeah just a bunch of creepy creeps ghouling around all day and they had to go to jail for it. But this next prisoner I'm going to show you is one, one of these sad cases. Okay. Every now and again, you get a ghost that's spooking people, but they don't mean to. They just Their nature is spooky. That's just how it is. Sure. And so is the case with Cherry. That's right. Cherry the Chair from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, yeah. C-H-A-I-R-Y. Cherry. Right. Not Cherry like the fruit. Right. And not Cherry that Steve Perry was uh, singing to either. Right, or Steve Cherry. Now look, here's the thing. Cherry was kind of set up for failure because it's all about context. If you look into the bright colors of the Pee Wee's Playhouse, everything's fun, everything's alive. Heck, the globe's alive. What? Floor? The floor is alive? Oh, that's Flory. But if you just see a, a talking chair with a big old gaping mouth and flapping arms where your arms are supposed to sit comfortably... You get a little spooked. And then you add the layer of Cherry's dead, you know. Poor old thing. Somebody sat down on her and she said, Hi, I'm Cherry. And they about just died from fright. And she was just saying hello. You know, it's real sad. 
Mm-hmm. Sad story, really. Yep. To, to look so creepy even in life that you're doomed to be a ghost. You're doomed to be a problem. She don't do much now. Mostly just sits there in cell and must be depressed because she sprouted some recliner parts. And now she just kind of chunks that lever and just lies flat. Just move on if you don't want to cry. Sometimes I come in and look at Cherry and have a good cry, Big Al. I still got a heart. Wow. This is a very uh, sad little corner of the ghost jail you've brought us to. Yes, unlike the rest of the ghost jail, this part's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> We're a couple of real Ghostbusters tonight showing you the ghost jail. Who you got next for us, Big Al? In this next cell, we got a ghost that is one of our biggest attractions. Even bigger, I would say, than uh, Colonel Sanders. Mm. One of the strangest phenomenons of the spirit world that I personally have encountered. Somehow, Mr. Possum, we have a ghost of Betty Boop. Oh, well, lucky there. Even though Betty Boop was a cartoon. Heck, is a cartoon. In fact, I don't know how the universe decides that a cartoon has died, you know? But here she is. That's Betty Boop. That sure is. And she's a ghost. Look at that. Real spooky-looking rendering of Betty Boop, you know? Kind of got kind of got a goth Betty Boop a little bit, right? Yeah. Big how? She's she's hot. Yeah, I know. I know. She's really really hot. Smoking. I don't even know how. I don't know how she's hot. She's like eight lines total, but she's hot. Boy, oh boy. I don't know what's going on there. Chewy. And Betty is actually a very chill ghost prisoner, by the way. She's very nice. She's not scary or threatening in any way, but you do not want to talk to her for very long because you will want to let her escape. She has an ability to get what she wants out of people, you know? And that's really the issue with her as a ghost. She's uh, she's kind of different than some of these uh, mean creeps we got and also some of the sad losers we got. She's just a... Uh, she just sort of wafts by you on the street, and before you know it, you're waving goodbye, having exchanged your car and wallet for a cold, dead peck on the cheek. That's Betty Boop. Uh, she's she's just really, really hot. She's hot. Yeah, she's hot, Mr. Possum. I got this strange urge to give her all my money. Yeah, we got to get out of here. We still got an ATM. Uh, let's move on. Mr. Possum, who's the next ghost prisoner you want to introduce us to? Now, I don't say this for just dramatic effect. I want you to stand about 15 feet back from this one, so it's the most dangerous ghost we got. Oh, wow. Okay. You notice how thick that glass is? Yep. This one will try to bust right through the glass. You want to keep your distance. It's the Kool-Aid Man. In life, the Kool-Aid Man was a giant glass pitcher with a smile on his face, perpetually ready to party. And full of sweet, sweet red Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he would bust through your wall. And you know what? You'd be happy for it. Mm-hmm. You'd count yourself thankful, blessed, to have Kool-Aid Man choose your house to bust in, ruin your drywall, and offer you a glass of room-temperature Kool-Aid mm -hmm. that's been sloshing around in his jug as he ran excitedly to your house. But when Kool-Aid Man died, when he expired... Naturally, they pumped him full of embalming fluid. 
Uh-huh. And he was no longer full of Kool-Aid. He was full of embalming fluid, Big Al. So now when he bursts through the wall, you're going, oh, no. Oh, no. But he's still very excited, and he wants to share the contents of his own jug with you. Oh. He's like, yeah, I got a glass for you. Take a little bit of this. It's got some kick to it. And you're like, oh, no thanks, Kool-Aid man. And you're kind of silently reaching for your phone to call the Ghostbusters, you know, like you do. Yeah. Try not to make any sudden moves. And he's like, hey, take a drink. I said take a drink. And he starts to get unruly, like some of these ghosts do. Yeah, well, it sounds like he's got what sort of the other problem that some of these ghosts can have where he just doesn't quite realize that he's dead. You know, he hasn't, it hasn't hit him yet. Exactly. That's almost as big a problem as a ghost being mean, is a ghost thinking that everything's normal and they're still alive and they've still got a bunch of cool, delicious Kool-Aid in their belly mm-hmm. when it's, in fact, embalming fluid. Well, the poor feller ain't that smart, you know? The, the fact is, he ain't had no brain. He just had a, a body full of Kool-Aid. I mean, look at him. He's trying to bust through the glass right now. You hear him? If you yep. Look at his mouth, just mouthing. Oh, yeah, just again and again. Oh, yeah, Mm. ka-chunk. Oh, yeah, ka-chunk. It's sad. It's very, very sad. It's very sad and very tragic, and I would like to remind the listeners at home that this is a Halloween episode of the show, so we're allowed to be a little... (laughs) So we're allowed to be a little more messed up than (laughs) usual about the stuff that we say on here. If we air this one in May, it's going to be like, what's wrong with these fellas? (laughs) Yeah. We've been having such a good time showing you around our day job as Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, it's been a real lighthearted blast. Well, you know, it, it's a nasty job, Big Al. We got to remind these people what their tax dollars are going to. It's, it's yeah. a tough job. Somebody do got to do it. Yep. Why don't you show me the last prisoner of the night? Okay. The last one here is a real treat for the listeners at home. Been kind of sitting on this one and anticipating the best for last here. This is the great Harry Houdini. Ooh. Yep. We nabbed old Houdini years back. Years back, we got him. He's one of the earliest prisoners at this ghost jail. Kind of an ironic story, actually, with Harry Houdini. He was, uh, you know, he spent a lot of his life debunking pseudoscience and arguing against things like the afterlife and uh, the spirit world and uh, magic, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. He even famously promised his wife that if there was an afterlife, he would do everything in his power to tell her about it if he found himself there. Now, unfortunately for him, we nabbed him on his way to tell her about it. Oh, oops. And it's a good thing, too, because I think there should be a little mystery in the world. There should still be a question. We don't know what society would be like if everybody knew for sure that death ain't the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Plus, we don't want to ruin it for the skeptics out there, all those hard-working, hard-thinking skeptics. Let them have their little fantasy world, you know? Oh, yeah. Let them have their little Lego block reality. We'll carry the burden of truth down here in this ghost jail. Really, the crime we locked him up is for spoiling stuff. 
Boy, you think you get mad that somebody spoils your show. Imagine if somebody says, hey, when you die, you become a ghost and you just kind of blah, blah, blah. You just let it all out? Yeah, I spoil the end of your life. It was my pleasure to yell abracadabra as we put him in the box. Yeah, it was a pretty good feeling. Hey, Mr. Possum, who's the last uh, prisoner you want to introduce the listeners to? Yeah, this is a weird one. This is a ghost I call Shoey. Shoey. Shoey, that's right. You know why we call him that, Big Al? Oh, I don't know. Because that's all he says. That's the only thing he says, Shoey. He'll say it different ways. He'll be like, Shoey, Shoey. You know, there's all sorts of ways, but he only says one thing. He's like Groot, you know? Sure. Now, the, the folks called the Busters on him. Even though he wasn't causing no real harm, you know, he wasn't, like, trying to possess anybody or stealing a hot dog, you know, normal ghost crimes. He called the busters on him because he was just saying shoo-wee at these times where he was like, is he judging me? Like, there's there's a wrong time to say shoo-wee. It seems harmless. Yeah. But it isn't. You know, that can really that can really mess with your mind. If somebody is just following you around all day long and going, "Ooh, I don't know about that," you know, that's basically what he's doing. Yeah, you know, you you get yourself dolled up for the night. You're going out to eat in an Italian restaurant. You splash a little perfume on, and you hear this ghostly voice go, "Shoo-wee," <laughs> and you're like, "What? Too much? Do I look good or do I smell bad?" Yeah, that's sort of what you're what you're wondering. And, I mean, the thing is, the the sad part about it is he could have meant it as a compliment. Have you ever seen somebody so attractive you say under your breath, shoo-wee? Yeah, every time I walk past Betty Boop's cell, actually. Now, how do we think he came to be a guy who only says shoo-wee? What do we think happened there? I don't know, probably some kind of ancient curse. You think it's an ancient curse? Probably. Don't seem natural, does it? It could be a curse, but what if it's also like a... The prince called him into his chamber and said, uh, check out my array of fancy cheeses. And this guy, this ghost, said, uh, well, they they smell kind of shoey. They smell like foot, right? Mm -hmm. And then the prince lopped his head off, and now he wanders the afterworld going shoey, shoey. Maybe that's it. That's kind of spooky. You think about that. Man, yeah. take the worst moment of your life, the thing that you said that just got your head snatched. Yeah. And that's what you have to repeat? Because he's probably just beating himself up over it. Oh, no, I can't believe I said that. Shoo-wee. Yeah. Like, we'll probably be going, toot-toot, toot-toot. Oh, for sure. But that'll be cool. I hope so. I think it's all about timing. Podcast. Toot toot.